Network Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to guys at a mic show here on a beautiful Tuesday out of the fine city of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us, sports and more, with the big dog and the coach. We do it every weekday, Monday through Friday, five days a week, one hour a day, five in Toto with the two guys at a mic show. Lots to talk about today. We'll still uh, recap a little bit because it is Residue Tuesday, one of our traditions on Tuesdays here. The residue we pick up, the seepage, the drippage, if you will, from the weekend that was the four. NFL football games. We'll talk about those a little bit, some of the topics we might not have gotten to yesterday. I know many of our listeners not able to uh, tune in, maybe because of a change of schedule due to the Martin Luther King uh, birthday slash holiday. So uh, we welcome you back. Hope everybody had a good day off, if indeed you had a day off, and hopefully you took some time to remember the many great lessons of uh, life and wonderful speeches and great not only words that he spoke, but I think he lived his life that way for the most part. But the uh, tremendous and I think well-deserved day off national for Martin Luther King. Hope everybody appreciated that. Welcome, Big Dog and the Coach, at your service. Phone lines open, 888-463-6748. A little music, and then we'll kick the sucker off. Big Dog and a coach here, and again, a little Residue Tuesday. If you didn't get to us yesterday, we'll talk about the football games over the weekend. We had some scintillating, if not inspiring, analysis. A lot of our emailers said they were, and this is where Big Dog separates from the other analysts out there, not only educated, but they were inspired by the Big Dog's passionate analysis of the four games over the weekend. Big Dog, that I'm gonna, I don't want to speak for you, but that's about as high a compliment as you can get, inspired by your analysis. I, I really, I really do appreciate that, Coach, and 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 I don't, I don't know if you're making that up or whatever, but I'm going to just take it as truth because Absolutely. to be honest, these, these are real special events to me. And I mean, that might sound cheesy or cliche, or maybe just because I know that my girlfriend's listening, so she knows that I have to watch playoff football games. Mm-hmm. But it, it really does mean something to me, and I'm not kidding because you can pretty much name a playoff game that has happened in the last like 30 years. And I can tell you exactly where I was. And on those days that I was working, it will actually like make my heart like 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 skip a beat because I'm in so much pain from those days. So like flutter, that might flutter crazy, is the word you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's great. And that's why we got you in the sports talk radio. We appreciate that. It is not feigned. It is real passion. By the way, for uh, Lily the Lilac, the girlfriend listening, next weekend's going to be a little bit tough, but. But we do have the bye week coming up, January 29th, an outstanding weekend, Big Dog, to take a little time off of sports, spend some time with the young lady, mark it in January 28th, 29th. You have plenty of good things to do. I suggest Lincoln Park Zoo. She's an extremely naive young lady, Coach, so please don't say the bye week. Okay, I'm just gonna, it's gonna take me two hours just to explain that one. Yeah, okay. you're right about that. Well, you remember my first, I had a, a bye week party. Oh, that was bad, Coach. Yes. That was bad. We invited people over. I go, you know, by party. I just assumed people knew. And, and, you know, 80% of the people there were for the correct reason. But 
We didn't quite specify, Big Dog, and there was a little uh, spice to the party, shall we say. N- not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But the confusion Absolutely. for a little bit was a little embarrassing, but because eh. you can never see enough rainbows as far as I'm concerned. It's good for everybody. Get a little education. Absolutely. I'm right with you. Next, uh, maybe we'll invite Rick Santorum and open his eyes a little bit. I missed the debate last night. Very upset. Yeah, I I missed that, too. They got to advertise it. I know there's been a ton of debates, but, you know, I mean, I read the papers, read the magazine. Let me know when the debates are on. Boom. Right past it. I would have loved to watch it. Apparently, some sparks were flying. I I didn't. I have no idea what happened whatsoever. I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself. I was actually concentrating on something yesterday yeah you you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have to step up your game for sports guys talk politics in the coming months david olson our political pundit has watched uh, some of the highlights anyway david anything well, no, 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 I, I did see some of it i mean it was basically they were all the, the uh, other four contenders were all piling on romney mm-hmm. uh, mostly over bain and other four or three what's that five hunts oh huntsman dropped out right you still got you've still got romney mm-hmm. you got ron paul right you've got rick perry Rick Santorum, Newt Gingrich. Ah, there you go. And now there were five. Yeah. I so, just hope Brown Paul gets elected so everything just gets shut down. <laughs> I mean, the whole country will shut down. It will. It will, Coach. You don't think it won't. You think this guy, okay, out of all, out of everybody that has ever been in politics, whatever they said when they were running ends up being the exact opposite of what they do in office, including mm-hmm. our current president right now. He was the one guy that said, no, I wouldn't sign that bill. <laughs> Well, guess what? He would be the one who really wouldn't sign the bill. He'd be the first well, president that would truly wouldn't sign the bill and have shut down our uh, economy this year. Just, I mean, honestly, I'm first, being, first of all, don't worry. Number one, he's not going to get elected president. But I'm sure one of your parents, I, maybe. Why was I worried? I was. I kind of want that to happen. I would. I, we need to. We need to just like. We need to stop what's going on right now, Coach. This whole throwing money at it and not figuring out a way to balance the budget is just cycling out of control. I would rather have us just stop it right now before I have to deal with it when I'm 65. I'm actually a young man with some vigor in me still. <laughs> okay. Apparently a lot of vigor in you still. Um, well, you know, and I, I love the question that the the hosts ask, usually each and every debate, and the guys work around it a little bit. And, they, and it's good because they get to the specifics. Candidates, please tell us, Three specific examples. This alludes to the point that you were just making, Big Dog. Please tell us three specific examples of programs or areas in people's lives that they will have to sacrifice under your administration. Great question. Okay. And every candidate is prepared for it, and they you know, they work their way around it. Nobody's willing to really get down except your guy, RuPaul, to get wait, down. Wait, wait, why, why, are you being, why are you being? That's ridiculous. Okay. Seriously. Don't say that. Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. You're going to be kind of saying to the one guy that's willing to stand up. No, no, no. I only said that. No, no, no. Hey, I like Ron Paul. You haven't been listening, Big Dog. I'm a Ron Paul fan. Uh, well, then don't call him that. That's ridiculous. Uh, I only said that. that it's just typical. But, well, okay? Ru, RuPaul is in the news today saying I'm tired of getting confused with Ron. I apologize because I'm with you, Big Dog. I'm not fully behind it, but uh, I'm sure your parents told you. My parents told me, hey, find a little bit of good in everybody. And I think there's a lot. I don't agree with everything Ron Paul does, but I'm with you. I think he's got a lot of great points that need to be taken to heed by the American public. Yes, and this, everybody calling him that is ridiculous. Okay, and basically it's just people who just like like read the headlines on stuff and then just go off to the next thing and don't even pay attention to mm-hmm. stuff. So, 
And oh, how positive. could you? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah that's, that's 85% of the American voters, which only about 50% of actually people vote. So This guy, how could Ron Paul be elected president? He's not going to do anything about Iran having nuclear weapons. He's taking it lightly and everything. Well, no, he's not. Yeah, exactly. He's going to go about it a different way. Yeah. Completely a different way. And he also realized that, hey, you got to look at it from the other point of view. We have nuclear weapons. Other countries have nu- So we, with nuclear weapons, are telling on other peoples, no, you can't have nuclear weapons. Now, you can get into more of the particulars of it, but the point is we got to change our perspective. Yeah, the that, that, uh, scientists that are getting killed in Iran. Wow, okay. that's, just, that's now, amazing. Does, does anybody even know this is going on in the world? Coast? Not enough. I'm so glad you brought that up. Not so enough. But, but here's the key point, and this goes to Ron Paul's perspective, which I think really needs to be brought to the forefront more. And I, I read some guy's column, and he's exactly right on, that you know, or the, whether it's the U.S., NATO, whoever's doing it, there's some targeted attacks on some of the great scientists. Uh, well, great is a wrong word. Uh, some of the brilliant scientists that may be, leading some of the building of the nuclear items in Iran, and they're dying one by one. If the same thing were happening, if targeted attacks were killing Americans or Canadians or someone in Russia, you think the response would be a little bit different? Yes, I, ah, I, I Go to war! It's time to attack! They're killing our people! But oh no, when we do it to Iraq, it's a completely different perspective. So I think I think we need to step back and maybe look at things from the other side of view, Big Dumb. I completely understand, Coach. And, and I'm not saying it's whether it's right or wrong. Let's just acknowledge it's happening, okay? Let's not act like we don't do anything wrong when we're waving the sword around the world, okay? So I, I completely agree with or understand your perspective of what's going on there, yes. And you know what? Do I have a problem with them killing Iran uh, scientists? To be quite honest with you, I, I really do not, Coach. But at least we should acknowledge, yes, this is exactly what we're doing, and this is the reason why we're doing it, and make it be known. Okay, and you're exactly right. If it happened the other way, there would be retaliation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, there's going to be retaliation against us because of this. I hope everybody realizes this. And so I, when the next time there's an attack on us, they'll say we did this because of the scientists you killed. Mm-hmm. Little sports guys talk politics and the two guys at a mic show. Big Dog and a Coach with you right up until 11 o'clock, 888-463-6748. There is right, there is wrong, there is good, there is evil, and I think, uh, you know, the old expression, all that evil requires is for good people to do nothing, is very, very much true. So you do need to act on it and protect the safety of not just, you know, America, but people all over the world. So I'm not saying that you completely, you know, look away, but I guess the point I'm trying to make, and I think what Ron Paul was trying to make, and we need to put ourselves in the shoes of folks in some of the areas right now that we look very one-sided at it, at least respect and try to understand their point of view on how we might look to them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that would help understand the situation a little bit. Yeah, and we really do need a little bit of that perspective. And, he, and by no means is he's trying to say to him, he's like, we don't need to have security and all that stuff. And I do believe he is, he's right about this. We've gone way too far in taking civil liberties away from, from people in the name of, we're going to, for the name of freedom, we're going to take away your liberty. You know what I'm saying? You know, so in the name of liberty, we're going to take away your freedom. It's the same thing. It's, you know, it's exactly, it has, it has not made sense. The way we have done this whole war on terror, you can say, oh, it's worked because we haven't had a, a, a terrorist attack. I, I don't know if they've saved any terrorist attacks by, like, like checking old women 
diapers in the middle of airports and stuff like that. <laughs> you, you, you know, there's yeah. got to be there, there's got to be a way to do this better than I mean, like I mean, they went to the total extreme, and I guess there's, I guess the way you said it really well to me one day because who knows if I ever get brought into coaching. But you talked about a teacher when they come in. They have to come in real firm, and then they can peel back. And maybe yes. that's what we can do with this whole trying to make sure when people travel, uh, when cargo comes in and out of this country, it comes in uh, free of people trying to kill other people that have nothing to do with anything but trying to go to work or mm-hmm. go, you know, go on vacation or something. Yeah, let me just take this quantum leap and say that I appreciate the airport security, anything to make us safe. I think I can speak for most people. You know, We uh-huh. appreciate that even with the inconvenience. The key people are not the airport security people, Big Doug. The key people are those unnamed individuals who are assigned by whatever it is, the Homeland Security, whatever, to stop the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know the terrorists, those those evil-minded guys, they're moving on to something else. Now, the key is what that something else is. If we've got a staff, a crew, I don't know how many people. It could be 10, it could be 1,000. But there's people, Big Doug, whose jobs it is to think a step ahead. To actually think like terrorists, where can we find America's weakness? It's almost like in a sports set. You know, you, you analyze the inter-team defense. Where can we attack? Those are the key people because they've got to stay one step ahead of the game because the uh, the evil people are beyond airport security. They're they're on to the next thing, be it computer. You're, you're, you're exactly you're exactly right. And did you say computer? Did you just say what? Well, that's that's, a, that's an obvious potential next. And, and that's part of the whole process, and that'll be part of the next attack, because right when they get the computers down, a nasty attack's going to happen. It'll be anything like on nuclear power plants, which you're right, it's not going to even, the planes won't even be involved. They'll shut all air traffic down, and we'll find out that we actually needed air traffic at that point, yeah. and they had nothing to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's the, they're going to go beyond. It's really, I'm kind of scared. I thought, it was, uh, I, I thought it was happening this morning. David, I almost called in to cancel the show because of the end of the uh, end of the world. Um, the air sirens, the what are they, the warning sirens? You heard those yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. You know what's going on They were on going off in our community, and I guess typically they go off the first Tuesday of the month, but, you know, you yeah. once or twice, big dog for a half an hour. Yeah. These yeah. things are going in and out. I thought spaceships were landing. I thought... Uh, you know, maybe that you and me would never connect again. I thought it might have been the next disaster, but apparently a broken alarm system. Thank you. Oh, is that what it was? Because yeah, I'd never heard it go off because they used to freak me. They used to go off for like a minute, right? How long did they go off for? I don't know how long. They, uh, but wow. Yeah, that, these that, were about 20 hour, minutes. That, would, that scared me a little bit. So you heard that them too? Were, uh, you know what? I would hate to have been in Walmart a half hour later. There must have been <laughs> 10 trillion people in Walmart. Uh, By the way, just speaking of that, and I'm being totally serious with you, Coach. There's this guy that says for $27 he has a book in a real simple way for you to get everything that you need when the food uh, crisis hits in about six months. Because he's predicting, and like all the algorithms, which in the algorithm predicting this are making it even more likely that it happens, that in, like right around September or August to like November of this year, there's going to be a huge food shortage in the United States. Really? Yes, and I'm not kidding. And there's, he's not the only one predicting this. But this guy says for $27, he can tell us everything we need. So could you get this guy on the program just so we can get this book for free so I can see whether or not I should stock up on the stuff that he says that you should spend $10 a week on? I think we need to do that. totally safe. 
Uh, seriously, I, I'll, I'll get his name because I, I can't afford the 27 bucks right now, but I don't want to be like not having food for a couple of months. Two questions during the... There's going to be a food shortage, and he says that you're, they we're going to see something that we haven't seen in the United States since the, since the 1930s. Oh, boy. And it's happening. He's just saying it, it's going to happen again. It's just like the and great... not pot- the only one. Many people have said that. Is this going to be like the great potato famine in Ireland? He, he brought that up in one of his examples, and that really made me scared when he brought wow. it up. Because he just... You just say potato famine on, on my mom's side of the family, and everybody goes dead silent. They're just eyeball. You can't even say the word potato or famine in the same sentence. They're all Irish. Okay, that's the reason why they're all here. So. Bobby from Bolingbroke wants to know, during the national food crisis, will Chipotle and or the Old Country Buffet still be open? Yeah, well, Old Country Buffet will go from uh, five ninety five to nineteen ninety five. Okay, and uh, Chipotle's... Uh, Six ninety five burrito and a and a small drink deal is now going to be sixteen ninety five. Ah, that's going to kill me. So, yeah, so that'll wipe me out. I haven't done a old country buffet in a long. I used to be a big fan. I've kind of gotten away from the buffets. Hopefully, that doesn't mean I'm getting elitist in my food love. But uh, used no, to be no, a big no, there's fan. There's no reason. No, there's no reason to gouge like gorge yourself in one meal. You should eat all day long. Is the way I look at it. That's the way I do it, coach. Yeah. Face kidding. Eh, when it comes to a buffet, though, so I have a little switch in my head. And come buffet, I kind of like take on a different personality and I go into the madman rage and just start completely picking out. And despite my slight build, Big Dog, and you could test to this first time, I could put the food away. Yeah, I, I, I know. See, that's why I go into the same mode when I go to buffets. Yes. So I've made it a point to just not go to buffets anymore because the food isn't all that great. No. And you're going to end up just turning yourself into... Like uh, Life of Brian, the end of that movie, you've ever seen that, it's phenomenal. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, where the guy yeah. just blows up because he yep. ate too much food? Yep. He still has a beating heart. Yep. Some guy will call you Hurley. Have you noticed, by the way, just as a sidelight, in my years of going to the Old Country Buffet, David, I don't know if you noticed it, there was the stuffing and there was the mashed potatoes. And over the years, they would start to look like each other a little bit more. And I think by my final years of going there, Big Dog, you could barely tell the difference between the derivative of the stuffing and the potato. I don't know if they, they uh, you know, it was cross-mating or what, but they basically became one and the same. Uh, I, I see. I haven't gone back to – oh, I, I don't remember that, to be honest with you. Okay. I used to stick with the meat. They used to have those Salisbury steaks. <laughs> I When I was in high school, yes, I, I could not gain weight. So I was my senior year in high school. I played defensive end, and I've been start, I'm going to start for my third year now, and I weigh 177 pounds, Coach. Uh-huh. I can't even explain to you the amount of food I ate. I would go to Old Country Buffet and eat like six Salisbury steaks. I would have bags and throw food in there and bring it home. And I, oh, I would eat boy. that off the counter. My, my mom's like, I can't understand why you can't gain any weight, kid. She's like, it's, it's impossible. So I would think eating that many Salisbury steaks, I, I don't know how to gently put this, but elimination becomes a little bit of a problem. I thought I would have figured you'd gain a lot of weight. I, I can't explain that, Coach. The amount, I, I was extremely active. I still am. So, okay. All right. Outstanding. All right. So we covered national disasters. Uh, little sports guys talk politics. And the and I was not aware of this, Big Dog, but apparently this summer, you said, is a potential coming serious food shortage. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, it's just going to be a ruckus summer. To, to you know, I had all these goals. I had, like, this amount that I was going to make this summer working at the kayak company. Okay, and I'm and, – Hopefully, I still got my fingers crossed, but I'm worried about the food shortage, obviously. And then uh, if you think about this in May, do you know what? The G8 NATO summit 
is yes. happening in Chicago this May. Are yep. you kidding me? Why Chicago this summer? I want to make money this summer. I don't need riots downtown. This is so ridiculous. I, uh, well, I on the other hand, and again, if you're new to the program, Big Dog, uh, one of his uh, jobs during the April to November period is giving uh, tours via the water, via kayak, waterriders.com. Come, but uh, the G8, the NATO summits are going to bring a lot of people to the city, people that might be interested in architecture, big dog. So I see the negative side. The protests and stuff can cause some problems, maybe some road blockages, but you got a lot of visitors coming to the city. You could have some new clientele there. Coach, Chicago has hundreds of thousands and millions of visitors every single summer. I don't, I don't, we don't need an extra 5,000 people who, by the way, those people that are going to do those meetings, they don't do, do the kayak tour. They go and they, <laughs> they they eat at the 95th floor signature room, okay, and then they go do some other highfalutin stuff, and they stay at the W, okay, and then they fly out of town. I don't know. I'll bet you okay, had a NATO, what is his name, Kofi Annan? Maybe North Korea's brand-new uh, uh, leader, the 28-year-old, what's his name, Ong Junon? I forget his name. I'll but what's bet the, you some of the younger, you know, hipper clientele. You may have a couple world leaders, big dog, on your kayaks, part of the tour. What's the What's the leader of Israel? What's that guy's name? Uh, Netanyahu. 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 I always have trouble with his last name. Netanyahu. Yeah. Netanyahu. Hey, hey, hey don't call Israel's leader a Yahoo. Oh, you think Netanyahu. You think he'll okay, go Benjamin. kayak tours? Yeah, so last year, Benjamin Netanyahu, when he went, went uh, when he went into uh, New York at one of these like summit deals, he escaped out one night, and they uh, his one of his security like his security were seen like waiting for him outside of a S and M club. <laughs> That's no joke, coach. Just hey, get all this oh, blue forty two, red seventeen. Uh, <laughs> I never heard that. One. <laughs> I never heard that. I guarantee there'll be a couple of world leaders sneaking out of the uh, the hotel via a little discreet limousine, checking out like the Howling Moon, maybe, or one of those, uh, the Redhead Piano Bar. Uh, I, yeah, you know, they might head on down there, but I guarantee they'll probably go like to the Tip Top Tap at the Allerton Hotel. <laughs> they'll be going to that type of stuff, though. Oh, goodness. That's in May, but uh, so you you are worried it's going to affect your biz, though, huh? Yeah, absolutely, Coach, because I need to make as, as much as I possibly This summer I'm really dedicated to try. I have a certain amount of n- percent number of people I want on each tour and mm-hmm. uh, a number of tours I want this year and a certain figure I need to make this year. I have to. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I, don't need, I, don't need, I don't need people protesting over the Chicago River throwing bodies in the water. Okay, Coach? But uh, well, uh, hopefully that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, actually it could bring up you know a couple other uh, points of interest on your tour. This is I gotta be quite honest with you, Coach. There's something about uh, like chaos, debauchery. I remember one time I was on this uh, in eighth grade when I, before I was con- confirmed as an adult in the Catholic Church. By the way, I was forced to do this. I did not want to do it whatsoever. Let me just remind everybody of that. In eighth so, grade. Eighth grade. That's when you get go through confirmation. Right. So now I'm a man according to the Catholic Church. Okay, but still I was not allowed to diddle my dad or whatever the heck, even though I was not a man yet. So now there was this old like uh, like uh, this thing was made like in the 1880s and was middle of somewhere in the in the western suburbs like near western suburbs like in Cook County somewhere and it was just like this hidden away little complex there was a church there and a bunch of buildings coach and when I was there I, 
the first thing I did was like, I had, we had to go to all these different classes throughout this long day. We got to write out what it meant to be a Christian and all this other stuff. It, it was really propaganda. And it was it was real strange how all this was going down. I really wasn't comfortable about it. So I kind of started like being a smart smart ass and saying, "Oh, why do we do this?" And I can't I can't remember all the instances. Well, finally, like the guy in charge was like, "Hey, you know, why don't we just bring you over here?" So they took me away from everybody. They're like, "We're just gonna let you pass today. It's all right. You could." And, and then he just started talking to me. So I was like, "Oh, so you're just trying to keep me away from everybody because I'm talking magic to your to your students, coach?" He eventually left. I eventually got, like, different people in all the classes as they moved around. At the end, I got everybody into, like, this huge snowball fight, okay? Throwing pencils, throwing chairs. I have to admit, I started, like, a complete riot at this uh, at this little, like, church school <laughs> of about, like, 500 different kids that had come in from different schools all over. I, like, said, oh, this guy wants to beat you up. And next thing I know, like, a riot had started this coach. I just walked away to the side, sat down, and just watched like people throwing chairs, beating <laughs> each other up. One of the greatest days of my entire life. <laughs> so even at that early age, you had the instigator built in you, huh? Yeah, so this summer, I will have cameras. If riots are going down, I'll be in the middle of the news. So that's what, instead of me being on the on the river, I will be, uh, I just have to get myself a nice HD camera is what I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. And just the ability to get it on the internet immediately. I'm sure we can come up with a sponsor for that. One of our fine, proud sponsors will set you up with that. And uh, you get some good video footage, get a little YouTube, get maybe 100,000, couple hundred thousand, maybe a million hits, and uh, put a little two guys for Mike Blurb on it. will be good for both of us, Big Dom. That would be an awful lot of uh, IP addresses if I got a billion hits. I mean, that's <laughs> we can definitely take control of a lot of computers if we yeah, do something like that. Yeah, if you get a net... Netanyahu on, uh, you know, in a kayak doing something wild, I guarantee you would get a million hits. Oh, yeah, we could put him, like, he'd be in the front of the kayak, and yeah. uh, some girl from uh, Fortress Chicago could be <laughs> killing him behind him. Good. I like it. They do have YouTube in Israel, don't they? Um, yeah, so they do now as soon as some, well, I don't, the, the Israeli government has never shut down the Internet in, in the country as far as I know of. Mm-hmm. Not like in Syria or Jordan or Egypt or Palestine, which they've done so far. Mm-hmm. Not Palestine. They've never done that. Beautiful. Big dog and a coach, 888-463-6748. We are spanning the globe here on topics. You want to weigh in on any of the conversation or, God forbid, get us back to the sporting world, feel free to do so. Again, phone lines open, 888-463-6748. Somebody emailing in, Big Dog. I haven't heard this, but this, I'm not sure if it's disturbing or exciting. They said, uh, uh, speaking of the food shortage, tell Big Dog or ask Big Dog if he's heard that Burger King, and their sagging sales is considering home delivery. Yeah, that's disgusting. The only thing you heard good that? about Burger, yes, I, I actually wow. was going. I was looking through uh, just stories that we can talk about today, and I had a bunch. We still haven't even touched on any of them yet. Uh, but the first thing I saw was like, "That's disgusting." You know, I worked at Burger King in 1987. Okay, three dollars and fifteen cents an hour was my minimum wage. That's how freaking old I am, Coach. How much I got paid an hour? No, three thirty-five. Excuse me, that's twenty cents more. Three thirty-five an hour. The only thing good about Burger King is if you get that thing right off the grill, you actually get your Whopper immediately. Yeah. Flame, on TV. flame broil. Yeah. The, the, to deliver that thing twenty minutes later, this thing it's horrible. That's why Burger King isn't any good. It's because those things sit around all freaking day. Yeah, you know, part of me is like, oh, that's just disgusting. That's ridiculous. And the other part of me is like, well, that's you know, it's amazing that a Wendy's, a McDonald's, that a Burger King, a Taco Bell. 
have never, and I, you got the drive through of course, but have never seen the need for home delivery. It could be a market that is there. You know, some high school kids partying, college kids partying, call, hey, give me 54 Whoppers, 18 with cheese, nine of them hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't. Yes, David. It's just a ploy for Burger King to stay relevant in the marketplace because they're going to get, they're getting shoved out by the uh, premium burger chains that are coming in. Yep. The Culver's. The, the, the Culver's, the Five Guys, the Smash Burgers, the Sonics, all those places. Meatheads. Meatheads, yeah. Well, I don't get it. What, so by advertising delivery, what are they doing? They're fighting. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to stay relevant and they're getting, okay. sque- they're getting squeezed out of the marketplace. They're getting squeezed out. That, <laughs> them and Wendy's. Yeah. I mean, Wendy's stays a little bit more relevant because they've got more extensive menu, but um, Burger King's always been second place to McDonald's, and now they're getting shoved way down. Mm. So they need they need to do something. They need to do something. Yeah. The Whopper, big dog, and I haven't had one in a long time, but the Whopper, still a pretty good hamburger. Yeah, but you got to order an OTB off the broiler because yes. if it's sitting around, it's nasty. There's yep. a reason why you can get two of those for five bucks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not that good a sandwich anymore, Coach. Mm. You have to you have to order an OTB. And then the, the last person behind the counter will get all upset at you. Oh, I mean, I have to work now. Yeah, yeah, you do actually. The last, so you got a, uh, the interesting advice for our young listeners out there. You have to specifically order. This is a guy who's been in the back ovens, folks. He's been behind the grill taking the orders. The voice of experience, Joel Redwanski, telling you you actually have to specify OTB off the broiler. The last Whopper I had, Big Doe, three years ago, after a positive cholesterol test from the doc, I uh-huh. celebra- celebrated by stopping at a Burger King, had two Whoppers. That was three or four years ago. Haven't visited since. Well, you really don't need to go back. Was it enjoyable? I bet the first yes. couple bites were. Oh, no. Near the end of the second one, you were probably like, what was I thinking? No. Not at all. Really? The, the entire thing. I love the Whopper. I eat Big Macs all day too. I, I stay away from that stuff for health reasons. I, I could eat a Big Mac, a Whopper all day. No, no. I thoroughly enjoyed each and every bite of the two all beef patties. Well, what, what I'll tell you this though about fast food: you can't only Taco Bell could you ever really deliver. Okay. <laughs> Maybe White Castle, because nobody goes to White Castles for the fries, and White Castles can get a little bit cold. Not as you think, White Castles can be still warm and enjoyable. Yes. But Burger King is not good unless it's piping hot, Coach. Yep. So nobody likes McDonald's fries. Like, who's going to deliver? Because they're going to be cold by the time they get to you. This has no chance of flying. Well, unless they have the heating truck. Uh, David Olson, yes, sir. Yeah, I, what I used to love is, uh, and this was late 90s, an experiment they stopped doing. They used to have burgers for breakfast. I'd go in and get a couple cheeseburgers for breakfast. At Burger King. At Burger King, yeah. Uh, quite honestly, to anybody who's active, if you want to burn fat, if you exercise, you eat fat in the morning. If you want to burn fat and get in shape, you eat fat in the morning. The burger for breakfast is an excellent idea, especially if you eat properly throughout the rest of the day. It's phenomenal. The, the, the highest percentage of fat you should eat in a day should be in your morning breakfast. Hmm. Okay. Nutrition expert and food specialist, uh, been there, done that guy, Joel Radwanski, our guest on today's show, the Two Guys in a Mic show. You never know what you're going to get on the Two Guys in a Mic show. 888-463-6748. I got a couple things to bring up, Big Dope, but uh, you had some news and notes, a little uh, sidetracks, if you will, anything you want to bring up to our adoring 
audience out there, including Bobby from Bolingbroke and Mishmash Molly? Um, I, I'm just happy to be here, and I'm glad you guys listened. And, uh, and Mishmash Molly, uh, please, no more of those personal emails. At least, at least for that particular email address. Yes. Cinemax Cindy, on the other hand, keep them coming. Because I find uh-huh. her tasteful, uh, somewhat alluring. And if nothing else, Big Dog, Cinemax Cindy's been there from day one. She's one like of our it. she's one of our loyal listeners. This is true. This is true. I was. Oh, that's right. Big Dog, Big, I forgot your girlfriend's listening. You can't respond. Uh, you have to respond <laughs> in, in proper form. I apologize. Make sure you use commas and semicolons, too, so you don't get in trouble. I always use semicolons, Coach. Yes, thank you very much. Hey, by the way, yes, David. Oh, no, I was just going to throw out an actual sports note before we got to the minutia. Please. Uh, Jeff Fisher is going to sign with the Rams today as their new head yeah. coach. Uh, yes. And he's bringing Greg Williams with him as defensive coordinator. Yeah, who wow. was the New Orleans Saints defensive yes. coordinator. Wow, that's a, that's a bold move. Because I don't think, you know, everybody can tell me that the Saints defense wasn't that good. They did win a Super Bowl, and they were right because there wasn't that much talent on that team, honestly. So uh, that's a really, really, really good mm-hmm. coaching combination right there, Fisher and Williams yeah, together. Let, let it be known. You can go back to the tapes of our old radio show. I don't know how many in the Chicago media were with us, Big Doe, but you and me were amongst the very few prior to Lovey Smith that uh, were calling for Jeff Fisher as yeah. our first choice to become the Chicago Bear coach, and I wish that would have come to fruition. Yes, I, I was. That's, we both were. We both liked him. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking back now, I mean, Jim Harbaugh as a coach of the Bears would have been pretty nice, too. But I, I, I don't want Lovey Spired yet. So Now, by the by, one of the topics I wanted to bring up today, sports-related, uh, and, Dog, you can, maybe it's just me, you could speak to this, but is it a little bit curious that the Sam Hurd story disappeared, not slowly, not a word. I find it curious, and uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but is there something no, no, to be just, read by the fact goes, that the story completely disappeared? It just goes to show that stardom plays a bigger role in stories than truth or how big the story is, unless it's like a murder, like the Casey Anthony thing, you know, because then that's, that's crazy. Uh, but uh, if there was like a sex scandal at, uh, at Fordham University, we, it wouldn't have been on ESPN for the first 25 minutes of the of the news for three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. It would have been the fifth story covered. Okay, that's exactly what happened in coaches. If Sam heard it was a out of the 2,000 people in the NFL, he was number 1,600. Nobody knew who he was. The federal they're still going they're still prosecuting him. Okay, they found out that no other pro athletes were involved. It just disappeared. If if, I'm not, I don't want to throw a name in there, but let's just say a first-string player on a playoff team this had happened to, that's all we would be hearing about nonstop every day. Okay, all right. okay that, that's why. So you're saying it's perfectly legitimate and just a fact of media attention, et cetera. I thought, that's, that's, I thought that's, maybe that's, there were some more sinister things at work, but I, I'm hoping you're right, actually. That, that's me going into the whole, yes, I, I really can't believe Tim Tebow is this perfect, like I was saying yesterday. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, Kind of like a media creation thing. Like if anybody else, if it was Matt Forte, oh my goodness, yeah, we'd it'd be on every day. Even though the Bears aren't in the play. Okay, so. you're probably right. Probably right. Couple other little news and notes I want to get to. One is a disturbing trend. I got to feel it. I just have a 
feeling, and I read about it today for the first time, and it's one of those ones, Big Dog, where I think this is the tip of the dreaded iceberg. Uh, the University of Tennessee, college basketball we're talking about, uh-huh. has a player that just that was practicing with the team in December, Okay, and he is now starting to play, averaging nine points a game, but here's the kicker. He graduated high school early. So he's a uh-huh. basketball star. Now, we've seen the football guys start to do this, right? They graduate yeah, they early they so they can go practice. for spring practice. But here, yeah. all of a sudden, again, I hope I'm wrong, but I think this is tip of the iceberg. The guy's name is Jarrell Stokes. Jarrell Stokes, I think he's going to be the first of many and something we're going to deal with in uh, high school and college. Hoop. Leaving high school early, going to the college at the mid-semester break, and then he gets to play the second half of the season with the university. So high school kids graduating early so that they can enter the collegiate basketball world. I think you're going to see a lot of star players start to do that. So they get a year and a half of college basketball before they go pro instead exactly. of a year. Exactly. You're going to get the superstars that, that know they're not going to play four years of college hoops. Yeah, but those guys then have to graduate high school early, though. So maybe in some weird way, if it makes those kids actually take at one point in their life, academics seriously, coach. That is the first thing that came to me is it, that might sound crazy. That's the last time those kids are ever going to worry about education again. The, at least the ones that aren't smart enough to educate themselves again later. Okay, do you see what I'm getting at? Hey, you know what? If you want to play an extra year of college basketball before you go into the pros to really show how great you are, graduate from high school early. Yeah. So if all of a sudden for probably like. Uh, two and a half or maybe three and a half of the kids' years while they're in high school, they're like, hey, if I graduate early, I can. And so maybe they put their nose to the grindstone. They'll never do it again, Coach. It's an optimistic way of looking at things, Big Doug. I hope you're right. Uh, I don't know that in reality that's going to be the case. No. Yes, they're going no, to take it. It'll end, up being, it'll end up being schools getting kids yeah. wrong credit so they can graduate early. So all of a sudden you have a superstar Power forward, that that six foot eight, two hundred and sixty yeah. pounds that can run the floor, that can rebound for your for your team for, during uh, your postseason run to the final four. Yeah, and now he can play for you instead of one year. He can play a for you for a half. year and a half. And and let's face it, what's the most important half of a year? They got two of the most. Let's face it. As much as you and I love college basketball, we try to remind people, hey, there's some cool tournaments going on in November and December. Hey, Illinois versus Missouri at the like Bragging Rights game. Well, let's face it, those games in March are a little bit more important than the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. you get you get a kid. But think about what could happen now. That you're exactly right, Coach. Well, think about with John Calipari with the ability to say, hey, if we get this kid yeah, saying that he took a Spanish class when he was a sophomore, then he can graduate early and you can have this kid for your NCAA tournament run. And you're very weak mm-hmm. at defense on your wing position. And this guy's six foot eight and athletic. And you, he and he knows how to guard people. You saw him in your AAU tournament guard the guy that you're going to have to defend in your conference championship game. Oh, okay. Next, you know the kid graduates early, and he's playing for Kentucky. Coach, you're right. I'm not. I'm really yep. freaked out about it. It's good. <laughs> it's going to happen. I hate to say it. Jarrell Stokes, the first of many playing for the University of Tennessee, but it's going to be a trend. We also, big dog, love high school basketball, and you got guys that are going to miss superstars. They're going to miss their senior year of of high school basketball, but unfortunately for guys that talented at that level, they played on competitive AAU teams. Unfortunately, playing on the high school team is not all that important. It hurts me to say that, but that's 
truth of the matter. And again, we're only talking about the superstars here. All right, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, I know you wanted to spend at least uh, 18 seconds on the 108th running. It started yesterday at the Australian Open, I believe. They're holding it in Australia this year. I'm not sure. We'll double-check on that. Uh, Novak Djokovic seated number one. Rafael Nadal number two. Federer three. My guy, Joe Wilfred Songus, has moved up to the seventh seed. But the Australian Open has begun, Big Dog. I don't know if you have any special plans for it, but uh, let the games begin. Uh, yeah, Jose Wilfredo Songus has advanced, <laughs> Coach, just to let you know. Yeah. And I was just so happy. The Australian Open was on last night. I was like, I need a good night's rest. I got a lot that I need to accomplish on this particular day that I've started to accomplish already. So uh, I put the Australian Open on, and I swear to you, I don't think I saw the second serve. It was awesome. <laughs> not I'm s- not kidding. I, I Did you say second? You say second set or second serve? Serve. Serve. I woke up at I woke up at like like five <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and it was like just the picture of just Chris Fowler smiling at me. I thought I was watching college game day. I realized it was. <laughs> Australian Open, I just went to bed, so it was good. Oh, it was boy. awesome. The best night of sleep I've had in a long time. I, my neck has been re- – I had. I have a, a football injury going back to uh, November 1992, Coach, and it flares up every once in a while. My neck is always uncomfortable and like has some discomfort in it, but every once in a while, like what I've been going through for the last 10 days, yep. I have to go through. And so I like sleep with a towel around my neck, like tight, like a neck roll, like roll it up as tight as possible and like – wrap it around my neck and squeeze as hard as I can to try to, like, get myself a neck break. <laughs> and so, like, the so I'm sleeping on the couch. It is, I have not been comfortable lately. Well, you've got a, a week back, too. How long that's how long so has not, that been going on? Well, uh, only for about a week back. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the, the neck massage and the whole towel thing, I did make a bit. I, I haven't gone to a shopping center in a long time, but uh, had to bring my kid well, over. When did you go back in time to 1987? Not that long. Not oh, that okay. long, but, but I, I try. I try to stay away, if at all possible, from the dreaded suburban shopping malls, Big Dub. But we had to go to a lens crafters to get my kid a pair of glasses. Anyhow, walking through the Golf Mill Shopping Center, and I don't know if it's typical of others. In all the the middle space area, you know, in the open space area, they put up the little booth. Tons of foot massage, neck massage, hand yeah. massage, and then even a couple of retail places had opened up. Mm-hmm. Specialized. What is going on? Uh, apparently, shopping centers are turning into one giant massage parlor. And then you can take this for whatever you will. But we had they're 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 popping up all over in uh, Fox Valley Mall too. And I know okay. Golf Hill Shopping Center, and I know the the people that live in that particular area. And I will mm-hmm. guarantee you, there were a lot of Koreans that are massaging feet. That yes. is like their number one export is the massage. Are they massaging, or are they the massagee, or a little bit of both? The massager, they're massaging ah, okay. the people, you know. Okay. So I, I'm not like everywhere you go. I, I know it's not going to on the golf. The I was like, are you serious? They're just lined up. I'm like, hey, half of these people actually work out at the, the the health club that I work at. So they have to have strong forums, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's not just a golf field. This is happening at shopping centers worldwide. It's a trend. Yes, David. It's, uh, it's, it's well, it's Korea's greatest export. The massage. <laughs> and Golf Mill, like not too far from Golf Mill, is a huge Korean contingency right there on Milwaukee. They did mm-hmm. that entire but area. Who's, who's getting the massages? Absolutely no idea. But Go, can... Golf Mill is just kind of 
kind of one step up from a from a flea market at this point. To tell you the truth. Oh, oh yeah, that's, it, it, wow! It, it is, coach. Yeah, it is. Wow. It, it, the place it is, is a it dump. Is. Wow, a shot in the I dark know. from producer David Olson. I went in there and was dumping. I'm like, I thought the North Shore was supposed to be hoity-toity when I went in the golf mill the first time. I started laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? People walk around like they're better than everybody yeah, up they, here? They, they, they oh. still, they've still got the anchor stores there, but if you look at like the actual stores in the mall, it's like, uh, unfortunate is the best word I can describe it. <laughs> and whatever you do, stay away from the Panda Express. I had an extremely bad experience there. However, the, what is it, anti-something or other pretzels? Yeah, I know. Anti-memes? Those are pretty good. Those things are it, 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 Anti-Edna's, I think it is. Whatever they are. They got the, you know, the cinnamon pretzel, the butter pretzel, the sugar, uh, powdered sugar pretzel. Awfully good, big dough. Awfully good. And by the way, never get your panda from fast food places. Oh. Seriously, you got to go to the right. You got to go to like a fancy place if you're yep. going to eat panda. Coach. Yep, I had bad never panda. Go to panda Express. That's disgusting. Yeah, bad bad panda, and it turned me off of the Panda Express for many, uh, many a year. I apologize. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Any golf mill shopping center residents insulted by the shot fired. Heard around the suburban area by producer extraordinaire and David Olson. Feel free to give us a call. Meanwhile, Big Dog, just as a sideline tidbit, almost uh, dropped a hot steaming cup of coffee in my lappage when I read that the Colorado Rockies are trying to sign 49-year-old Jamie Moyer, the Energizer Bunny. He's like uh, the big pet. It takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Jamie Moyer is still out there for you. Yeah. I, you know what? Why not give him a shot in your bullpen or, or just a shot at your roster? I, there's worse things that could happen for you. Be like, hey, how much do you want to get paid? Do you want to, do you want to try a, a non-guaranteed $2 million contract this year? Because what, what's the worst? What's Jamie Moore going to do besides like maybe teach your, your uh, young pitchers how to be professional? I actually remember Jamie Moyer pitching for the Cubs in 1987, Coach. Vividly, I loved Jamie Moyer back then because – I just remember how tough he was, and he, like he wasn't that great, but he, I, he, I just thought he was just like a really smart pitcher, and I liked him. And like, wow, he's forty nine. Forty nine, coach. He can still get one guy out a game. I guarantee he can. Seriously, one bat, one left handed batter out of the game. Are you telling me that? I thought he, I thought he'd been out of the you know Major League Baseball for three or four years. I thought so we finally the year before. So he just missed one year, okay. and he had to have he had to have knee surgery, and no one gave him a shot. Right now, the Yankees would put them in their bullpen, and every time Adrian Gonzalez came up with big poppy hitting right behind them, you could just throw. And now all of a sudden, you're like, we have to separate those two in the order. You couldn't bat them right back, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, little tidbit I thought I'd throw out there. That one uh, threw I, I me off a little bit. Signage, Big Doug. You know how we always get a kick out of signage, and I highly encourage people as they're driving around just to open your eyes and look at it. Could be anything from a street sign. Store signs anywhere, but you can find humor in signage. I got a couple of them in the last couple of days. One of them was about uh, 45 minutes ago, uh, filling up the gas for the car right before uh, coming here. Uh-huh. And uh, they got all the uh, as I'm filling it up. And, and by the way, the the automatic, you know how it holds in, so the gas can go automatically. Yeah. Don't you hate it when that thing is broken? Oh, yeah. Uh, so then you have to keep on, like, squeezing it. Uh, and I had no gloves on. Down. I was like, uh, brutal. you got to find, like, the, the sweet spot. And then right when you have the sweet spot, it'll go, and you'll get, like, a gallon yep. in. And then yep. 
Yeah, well, I looked at this one. The the ridges had been broken off, so there was absolutely nothing to be had. Poor me, uh, you know, Charles Barkley, white man's problems. I had to fill in the, you know, the gas by hand the entire time. But I'm, so I, I'm got some time to come reading the little sign on the gas tank, and it's got all the warnings. You know, the fumes can be hazardous to your health. Blah blah blah. And one of the last ones is never siphon by mouth. That's true, Coach. You do not want to do that. <laughs> is that a standard sign? I mean, I've never noticed that before. I, I didn't think they'd have to, like, specify that. Never siphon by mouth. I haven't seen it in years, but, yes, Coach, I, I remember that as a kid because, I, you know, I asked, you know, and my, my dad was like, see, like these people don't know how to siphon. You're supposed to siphon by mouth. So yes, okay. it's very tough, Coach. If you're siphoning by mouth and somebody thinks they're funny, they hit you on the back while you're doing it, next thing you know, you've got a whole you know, throat full of gasoline. Okay, that just seems like it would go without saying, but uh, never mind. And then somebody no, I else... I had an uncle, Coach. I had an uncle. Uh, so it was a had an uncle. Siphoning. Okay. He was playing a joke on his brother-in-law. Okay, he would go over there at night and pour gas into his into his tank. Okay. And it was his brand new car. Okay. So he would come back, I tell you, my car is so good, I get the best gas mileage. And he does this for like a month. Okay. And he keeps on bragging to everybody how good. So, like, and then at night, after about a month, he starts going over there and siphoning all of his gas out, and he, and he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I said one of the most practical jokes that I have ever heard. Because all of a sudden, when he comes to work, like he would tell everybody how great his gas mileage was, and then he said to some people he couldn't get any gas. He took the, he took the car back to the dealer, and the dealer's like, "You're out of your mind. There's nothing wrong with the car." <laughs> He didn't know that he was going to take it back to the dealer. That was a mistake. You know, he didn't. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Your relatives are, uh, it, it explains you more and more all the time, Big Dub. That's all I can say. Now, another sign that somebody uh, sent me in it, uh, Family Planning Center. Uh-oh. You know what those are, Coach, right? I guess. Family Planning Center, but then the sign underneath it said, use rear entrance. And I don't think it was meant as a joke. No, no. You know why, Coach, right? No, why? Because that's a, um, family planning is, is like people that are trying to convince you not to have an abortion, okay, and to give your baby up for adoption, ah. or figuring out a way that you can get some uh, job, you know, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. and they want you going back because they'll have people out front. Like, just hanging out, and they see a girl going in, they'll go up to you, like, why are you going in the family planning center? There's this whole family planning issue that's going down in Aurora is ridiculous. You have people putting all, uh, Planned Parenthood is bad for uh, Aurora, and then people come by and burn the signs. It's, wow, you touched on a real, real touchy subject. And the fact that you said that sign, I had never seen that sign, Coach, and that's just, that, that sign right there speaks. Volume. So, you have to use the back door because people go in the front, you'll be targeted. So like, beyond oh, the beyond the actual right? humor of it, there's actually some fear. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, there, was... there was a story in today's paper about a uh, 19-year-old girl who just went to the fire station. And apparently all fire stations, I'm not sure if this is national or in the state of Illinois, are safe. Uh, I don't think drop-off safe is the haven? correct. Safe. Safe haven? Yeah, safe havens. Thank you. And the uh, you know they talked to her for like 15 minutes. She's got 72 hours to change her mind, but brought the six-month-old baby to the uh, 
fire department, talked to the fire department people there, and, you know, basically said, I just, uh, she's crying, and I just can't take care of the baby anymore, so dropped her off there. So I did, did not realize the fire departments could be safe havens, but that's a good thing. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. What, I don't know what that girl's going through. And she did not even have to use the rear entrance of the fire station, thank goodness. Ooh. Yeah. All right, 888-463-6748. Real quick, Big Dog touching a little basketball. The uh, Chicago Bulls laid an egg on Martin Luther King Day uh, in Memphis. Kind of cool that the game was in Memphis. Uh, not so cool that Derrick Rose wasn't able to play. Memphis beats him 102-86. to But any uh, general thoughts for, what, about maybe 20% of the way through a fast-forwarded NBA season? But, uh, yeah, Bulls are, yeah, Bulls are off to a great start, and right now as a Bulls fan, no need to panic, but Derek Rose's health is more important yep. than him playing right now. And so to the rest of the team, try to learn how to play with him and get better. He, Derek, do not rush back. Make sure you're 100% because the best way I can look at it is Derek Rose isn't a, a sideshow act like Allen Iverson was. You know what I mean, Coach? Hey, let's see how many points I can score, how many times I can chuck it up. Let's see how, see how bad of an attitude I can have and how many shoes I can sell. Derek Rose has the heart of a champion, and he will be eventually judged by how many NBA championships he wins. So he doesn't need – because toes are – like, honestly, if there was other injuries on him, I'd be like, get out there. But toes are different. He really has to make sure that's healthy. Derrick Rose, get healthy. That's the key right now to the to the next 20% of the bowl yeah. season is Derrick Rose, get healthy. And How for those that? people that don't appreciate the toe injury, put yourself in the place of a toe. Okay, Pretend you're the toe and you're inside the Derrick Rose shoe and think of the explosion. You're the big toe, too, by the way, Coach, the big toe. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. You know, we talked about in national politics how you got to put yourself in the view of other peoples in other countries to get a true perspective. Well, now... We're talking body parts. Put yourself in the position of the big toe and imagine. Imagine yourself in the explosion and the power of which Derrick Rose pushes off that big toe. It's got to be painful, not something to be joked about, and you're absolutely right, Big Dog. Better, you're absolutely right, I should say. Better to rest it now on behalf of all the big toes everywhere. Yeah, and, and, and if you think about it, like every time you walk, the last thing that hits the ground is your toe. Every time you run and jump, yep. imagine that we all see it. Derrick Rose is the fastest dude on the court, okay? So, obviously, his explosion, the amount of torque that he's putting on that big toe mm-hmm. is a lot greater than you or I are going to be putting on a big toe, if you know what I'm saying, Coach. Absolutely. He's got to get healthy. And I'm going to throw this out there. Do, uh, is Jack Lambert a tough individual, Coach? Why, did he have a big toe injury also? Yeah, yeah. Jack Lambert, one of the toughest people in the history of sports, his career ended because of basically the worsening of the injury that Derrick Rose has right now. Hmm. Because he's, what do they call it? I forget, they have the name of the injury for it. And Derrick Rose has like the minor one of it. I forget what they call the the big toe injury. Yeah, there is There's a, a uh, yeah, no, well, I know exactly. Well, Derrick Rose has like the minor, like the onset of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, Turf toe, turf toe, turf toe. Turf toe, yeah, exactly, turf toe. He's got the onset of turf toe. He doesn't have it full-blown, but then again, if you have onset of turf toe, you're not even supposed to to stay off of it for like three weeks. We're determining whether or not he's going to lead the Chicago Bulls in NBA basketball games where they play 16 in 30 days this season, Mm -hmm. every year. I mean, every week. By the way, just going into this, I saw a part of the Bulls' schedule this year, just talking about, obviously, this is the next 20%, but 
like a percent 40 to 60 coach. They play nine road games in 15 days. On behalf of big toes everywhere, not just Derek Rose's big toe, but a Luol Dang and Omar Ashik's big toe. That's that's a lot of pain in the feet right there. Yeah, and they don't go home. And then it's un- after that, coach. When that is done, the Bulls basically play at home the rest of the season. So what what I'm saying is, the Bulls just need to weather the storm. You have, even if you lose the best record in the NBA right now, don't forget Dwayne Wade's going to be out for like six or eight weeks. So let's let LeBron James beat down his body for about two months. Okay. So the Heat aren't going to win all those games. The Bulls don't have to have the same winning percentage, which over 75% is what you usually would need to win the East if the Miami Heat are your competition, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would say this year the Bulls only have to win 68 to 70% of their games this year in order to be able to have the number one seed in the East. Let me just quickly so, mention some of the uh, other teams that have been uh, surprises in the first 20% of the yeah. NBA season. L.A. Clippers at 7-3. and three. Vinny Del Negro can't coach, yada, yada, yada. Vinny Del Negro's a better coach than you think. The Clippers doing pretty well. Oklahoma City, big deal. Best record in the NBA. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant are unconscious. Doug Collins and the Philadelphia awesome. 76ers. Andre Iguodula. And the bunch at ten and three, and finally the uh, Indiana Pacers at nine and three. Those four teams have been pleasant surprises. Yeah, the, the Clippers aren't surprising too many people because they're the, the flash and the dash, but uh, they have they have looked well. The, the Pacers aren't surprised to me because I, I told you that they I thought were the best team outside of the Heat and the Bulls in the East. Honestly, Coach, I really do believe that. Got about uh, fifteen seconds. The Sixers would not play this well the rest of the year. They played nobody so far, Coach. Beating up on the Nets and the Knicks, though, doesn't impress me too And that much. is Doug Collins. Did I get it right, Coach Doug? Coach yes, you did. Beautiful. Yes, you got it right. Beautiful. All right. Big Dog, heck of a show. We dealt with national terrorism. Uh, we dealt with uh, the food shortage coming. We dealt with the Republican candidates, fast food delivery, number of topics that I'm very proud of your performance. I uh, appreciate it, Coach. What's on the docket for tomorrow? Anything interesting? Uh, I'm going to try to figure out if I can get that guy on uh, on our show to sell some of his books for him. All right, I'm all for it. We'll talk big toes and more. By the way, the fourth toe, for those keeping yeah. score at home, highly overrated. <laughs> all right, dog, we'll talk to you tomorrow. More scintillating topics. Gotcha. <laughs> Two guys in a mic signing off. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.